0: Today in Real Ghost Stories Online, a woman fears visiting the basement laundry room in her home because she knows something or someone else resides in the deep, dark spaces down there.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 48 Write in at Online.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
0: That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. You can uh, write it on our website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want to really help us out, keep us on the air, become a supporter of the show, Sign up to be an EPP. You sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. $5 a month to get you access to all of our bonus material. And then also get you access to our advanced episodes, our whole archive, gets our ebook, our audiobook, all these extras. Uh, just as a thank you for supporting the uh, program, we do greatly appreciate it. This uh, is uh, technically the first uh, a new episode uh, of the regular episodes of 2021. So happy 2021, everybody. I don't know uh, what that means, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Hoping for positivity. Carol Hughes joining us on today's episode. Thoughts? You know, it really
1: for you <laughs> and I, isn't 2021 yet? It's not yet. But I, there's something about it getting to be 2021 that I'm so looking forward to. Yeah. Just because like, maybe it's kind of a fresh start. Hopefully. Maybe it's to get this damn year over with. Cause it's been like, it's one of those years that nothing is easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's not me. It's like that for everybody.
0: There's been an, an an enormous amount of personal uh, nightmare stuff in 2020 that had nothing to do with COVID. Uh, and, and there was several uh, things that did have to do with it too. But it, it seemed like an, an inordinate amount of weird personal type stuff that was very stressful that it all kind of coincided and re- really could not be traced back to COVID in, in, in really any way, shape or form. So it's, I know
1: so many people yeah, who have dealt with it.
0: It's just been it's such amazing. a weird, yeah. It's like the cursed year almost.
1: Yeah, it's just been so weird. So, in my head. There's something about 2021 that's going to feel like a new start. Like, I don't know if the butterflies are going to show up that day on the first or what.
0: <laughs> That'd be kind of scary because that would.
1: fine.
0: Uh, if the butterflies start coming through on the first, then we're really fucked because that means global warming is really kicked
1: in. <laughs> okay, maybe it'll they'll, they'll just be a random one with a rainbow or something. Just
0: one is cool. Yeah. It's like, oh, it came out of someone's house or something.
1: <laughs> There'll be some big rainbow and then a big gay parade will follow. they will be like, yes, all is right with the world. The world
0: is good now. Yeah. So, well, welcome to 2021, everybody. Uh, we still we're still here living in one more month of of 2020. So, you know, hopefully uh you're able to hear this. <laughs> I don't know, because it's 2020. So let's jump into our first episode uh of the show. Today it starts out, I listen to your podcast as much as I can, which is not as much as I would like. Every time I listen, I think of another experience I've had. Some because they're like ones I was listening to, others just hit me like, remember when this happened? As a young teen, I was very much into the paranormal, reading as many books about it as possible. I was born in 1963, so my preteen years were way before the internet, so the books were my only good source of the paranormal. Paranormal. My mother at the time believed in the paranormal and fed my addiction by buying books for me and would discuss what I read. I quickly discovered the Warrens and got as many books of theirs as I could. It is funny. At the time, I think I just increased my anxiety issues. I became very afraid to go into our garage at night, mostly because we had wooden steps that someone or something could grab your ankles from behind the steps. There was also a small door in the corner that led to the space underneath the house. I just became sure there was something evil there, even though my dad would often have to go under there to get an animal out or retrieve some tool he had stored under there. Again, now thinking about it, I'm not sure why he would have tools under there since we had a huge garage with storage space. Anyway, our garage really is not involved in any way of my experiences. I just have always been creeped out about that small door. I do not or I do want to mention my mother would have uh, experienced while we lived in that house and the house we lived in before that one. The previous house is a story which I'll send in stories about later. She heard walking in the attic, which was not big enough for someone to walk in and only had beams. We had a wonderful dog and was with her at all the time. She would tell me the dog would get spooked often. She would tell me about what I now know as shadow people in the house but she was very in touch with the paranormal. So the experience that frightens me the most is not actually a ghost, but probably demon related. But while in my late 20s, I lived alone in a small apartment. I joked to people that I was a big X-Files fan, and I always seemed to, uh, seemed to do my washers on the night of the show. The apartment complex and the laundry room behind the apartment building in the basement, it was small. So I would have to do my wash during the week to get a free washer. Anyway... I would freak out if I heard any strange noise while walking to it, and I often felt someone watching me because there was a small area of trees across the laundry room. But I would try to convince myself my mind was playing tricks because of the X-Files shows. But again, the laundry room is not what terrified me while I lived there. It was during the VHS era, and somehow I acquired some old family tapes of my nieces when we were in dance class as incredibly young girls. So one weekend I was bored and decided to go through the tapes. Many tapes got overused with other things. Whenever something good came on TV, when I lived with my parents, my dad would say, quick, grab the tape and record the show. There seemed we would never have an empty one, so sometimes we just grab an old dance class tape. If you remember it, you taped over something, it would cause static or wavy pictures of the previous recording before recording or playing the new show. So that Saturday, I grabbed a tape and had a dance recital written on it, and I thought it would I'd enjoy watching the girls when they were little. So I popped in the tape, And at first, it would not work. I took it out, put it back in. Then it started to have a wavy picture. It disappointed me because I figured the recital had been taped over. But I continued to play the tape, thinking maybe whatever was taped might be interesting. Then a weird static sound started, and at first I thought nothing of it. But then it changed and started to sound like someone talking. But it was not English. Being raised Catholic, I quickly realized it sounded Latin. But I could not make any Known words out. Then the voice became very deep and evil sounding, and the static sound was still present. If I imagined the voice of the devil, this would have been it. A picture never appeared on the screen, and I quickly ejected the tape out of the VCR. I'm getting goosebumps just writing this. It gave me chills that day. I felt the worst fear I ever felt, and I was a big Stephen King fan. I was often scaring myself with books I read, but this experience was the worst I ever felt. Again, I tried to convince myself it was all in my mind. I briefly tried to replay the tape, but it scared me too much. I did not tell anyone about it. Just threw away the tape. I was sure it was evil and did not want anyone near me. With a tape anywhere near me. I often thought maybe someone was goofing around and made the tape, but every time I think about the voice I heard, I couldn't think of anyone who could personally or electronically create something like that. I wanted to tell my mother, but at the time she was extremely ill, so I did not want to bother her with it. I figured no one else would believe me. I was actively involved with my Catholic church, singing in the choir, being a youth minister, but I just could not tell any of my Catholic friends, and I'm not sure why. I may have figured there'd be two extreme reactions. One would be an exorcism planned, or the other would be that I was crazy, and since I threw it away, there was no proof. There's no way I was going to have it in my possession any longer than I did. So one of my many thoughts was, why would such evil be attracted to me? How and why did that voice sound or get on the tape? I don't remember any other weird experiences while living there. Well, nothing supernatural anyway. Several other stories to tell, including a haunted car experience and a haunted house. But I'll write those later. I plan to become an EPP member very soon. Take care and be safe. What do you think? Evil tape.
1: First off, I'd like to hear the haunted car stories so I could tell my niece, and then she could be like, "Hey, I not hey. the only one." True. That would be kind of awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I, I, who knows what was really on the tape? But if that's what you heard on the tape, like you can tell the difference between some kind of. Latin versus German versus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and there's something to be said about when a voice is just evil, and maybe there was some kind of, somewhere on the tape, one of the times it got taped over, they had recorded something spooky. I don't know. Maybe it was something as simple as that. But obviously enough to freak the shit out of him her
0: forever. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just hear some of those things and it's like, Holy shit. Like that. I don't know what that would be or how you could recreate that. Or, you know, I mean, almost anything could be recreated today, but I mean, back then when you're talking about VHS tapes and stuff, there, people didn't have access to uh, prof- a lot of professional recording equipment at home, uh, or, you know, things that could voice synthesize easily. Uh, yeah. It would
1: have to be something they had re- already recorded. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think it rules prank out, but I mean, the the possibility that they recorded something spooky, I, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes if, if the tape looks like it's normal, I mean, we taped over stuff all the time. And once you taped over it, I mean, you'd get a little bit of staticy stuff from the previous thing here and there, but you could, it's still taped over pretty good. I mean, it, it really wasn't oh, yeah, super it visible. Be,
1: you would tape over something and then it would be like, Shit. Yeah, I didn't mean to tape over my graduation. Yeah, and
0: your graduation is gone for all intents and purposes. Yeah, so I mean, no
1: getting it back. I, I,
0: I would think you know if if this was something other than the recital, you would certainly see more on the tape than the recital and then the weird noises and, and stuff. I, I think there's,
2: I don't know, it, just,
0: it, it, it leans. I lean into that there's something weird going on with it. I don't know what though.
1: But I totally connected. With a going into the basement thing. Yeah. And I know it's because of that house I lived in as a kid. And it wasn't a basement. It was a cellar. And there's definitely a difference. Yeah. You know, that was... And it was just creepy. And that might be why to this day, I don't really like... I can hang out in a basement. Like, the last house I had, there was a living room in the basement. And I was fine. But I could never go up the stairs without without a light being on behind me. Yeah. Like, I can't, cannot do it.
0: There's something about the the really, really old basements, too, you know, like the, the cellar types where it's rock, you know, and just the, you know, they're more than 100 years old, usually. And they've been the foundation of that house or that building for, you know, sometimes even before it was even the structure that sits atop of it now. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes it was a different structure. They just kept using the same frame and base. So there, there's there's a lot of, you know, it, it's the oldest part of the house that's that's been intact, you know, for the longest because uh, that part doesn't really change. I mean, you can put drywall up and stuff around it. But other than that, not, doesn't change. It's it's there. It's the part you can't move. So I think for it to retain energy more than any other part, that would be where it would go. 'Cause you know, wood deteriorates, walls deteriorate, floors deteriorate. All that ends up over time getting replaced. But that that frame or not that frame, but that uh that foundation that is the basement or the cellar, that that's what's holds the longest. So, uh eight five five go ahead.
1: No, I was just like creepy.
0: It is. It is. Uh eight five five eight five three forty eight oh two is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories online. To share your Real ghost story with us. Let's go to another caller. It says, hello, I'd like to share a ghost experience that happened to my friend and me when we were about 11 or 12. I was at my friend's house, who I'll call Edna for a sleepover. We were left alone for the day and most of the night because her parents had to work late and we were planning on sleeping in the basement. At around five o'clock, after we had microwaved some popcorn and heated up some leftover pizza, we went downstairs to watch The Lion King. Edna's cat, Olive, followed us down the stairs, but as soon as we reached the bottom of the stairs... She puffed up, hissing loudly at the corner of the room and ran upstairs. We brushed it off as just the car is weird, but when we sat down on the couch, we both felt a gust of wind. We both started to worry because there are no windows in her basement. We once again brushed it off as something sensible like the air conditioning. After we were done with the movie, we got out our sleeping bags and soon fell asleep. At around 2 a.m., I was woken by Edna, who was asking me if I had grabbed her leg. I told her no one watched the color drain from her face. I thought she was pranking me, so I called out, half-joking, Is there a something or someone here? Show us a sign. A smile was wiped from my face when sounds were well, other than seconds after saying this. The nightlight went out. I reasoned that maybe the power went out. We soon got back to sleep, but about an hour later, we both shoot up covered uh, in goosebumps, telling each other that we felt something stab us. We then heard a little boy scream from the corner of the room. I called out, are you okay? There was a cry. Help, cried the voice. Edna then cried out, do you need help? Little boy cried, don't hurt me. And there was a voice of an older man saying, shut up, you son of a bitch. Shut up, they'll hear you. Little boy screams and there was an eerie silence. The next day we did some research on the house and it turns out a five-year-old boy named Lucas was kidnapped and stabbed to death in the basement of his mother's house by his stepfather in 1972. We never slept in that basement again. And Edda's family later moved out of the house. Hope you enjoyed reading one of my earlier experiences with the paranormal. I love listening to the podcast. And when I'm drawing or need something to listen to do, you guys are what I have turned on. So that's a fun one to uh, to have to that recreates itself every once in a while.
1: Speaking of basements. Yeah. Golly. Shut like, up! What you. the hell? I couldn't have <laughs> walked in that house again after that.
0: No, shut what up, you little. Never slept
1: in the basement again. I feel God, like i never stepped in that house again.
0: What a uh, your mind can uh, just creepy and wrong and horrible. And there's this adult figure that's holding captive, and they're gonna hear you, you little son of a bitch. My God, that would be that's fucking what, creepy.
1: Yeah. Cause all of it's creepy, but the fact that it was child abuse and death, yeah. Yeah. you know, murder of a child, like, it, it, I don't think, you know, even paranormal aside, like say that you could handle paranormal stuff yeah. easily. I don't, but um, that would really, really mess with my head to have heard that.
0: It would. I mean, it's... It, then it starts, to, you, you start thinking, well, is this a residual thing and it's just like playing itself over and over? Or if it's not, you know, is this... Are these people, Is are they like living this eternal nightmare out over and over? Especially the kid, I'm not,
1: you know... But that's not fair for no. a little kid.
0: No, it's not. I mean, or is this... You know, I don't. You know, I, one would just hope it, it is just simply some sort of replication of sound over and over, and it's not a conscious, emotion-bearing being that is is feeling this over and over. I mean, my God, what a, a no, thing I to handle that! Of all the things in life, to be like, oh, we're well, guess what? Guess what? You get to play Groundhog's Day on, you know, and it's that that just so. Well, that must have been fun doing that research and finding out that little tidbit after you uh, have that experience. Well,
1: then to get that kind of confirmation.
0: Yeah, that would be like the, oh, holy shit, come over here, look at this, you know, moment. God, wow. Well, there you go. Thank you for sharing that story with us. A lot of times, nobody ever gets those answers as to what actually happened. Uh, 855-853-4802 is the phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's uh, go to this call. Hi.
3: Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, my name's Charlie. I'm from New Jersey. I should
0: just. Not- I can barely hear Charlie from New Jersey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie. A uh, little tip: if you're calling in, try to do whatever you can to keep the sound behind you down low. Or if you can't, then just wait to calling. Say, "I want to hear your stories." but I, I, can't, uh, I can't run with that one. Let's go with this. Hi, let's hear yours.
2: Yes, I got a really serious story you guys need to hear. I was living in this small town. It's right outside of, like, the uh, state line of Kansas and Nebraska, and there's, like, several places that are very, very haunted. On the on side of Kansas and on the on side of Nebraska, I live in this house, and I've always heard things and seen ghosts and i had an ex who lived in there and had two girls that used to live with us it always said they used to play with a dog and a little boy the house used to have like earthquakes and nobody else would hear it in the town or nothing and big loud booms used to go off and my chair used to shake when i was younger my grandma used to live there she went to church one day and i looked in her room and the doors started rattling on her closet door you had those sliders, those old sliders, and they used to rattle. Down in Kansas, I used to go to my sister's, and she used to live in this house, and there's always on the back porch, there used to be big red beady eyes that used to stare at me off the back porch. You used to have a built-in, like, sun porch, and the eyes in the glass which stare at me, like, severely. And my sister used to always play with this little girl that, used to roam the house, and people used to hear things on baby monitors and stuff, talk to the baby upstairs. I mean, these are real true stories that actually happened. And when you go between Guide Rock and Burro, usually always your lights on your car would flicker and go off, and it would be so pitch black you couldn't see nothing in front of you. Yes. If you want these stories, i got more stories to tell, and these are true stories that actually happened. My house used to always have this little cabinet thing that always used to like have a doors on it. It was all French cabinet, and the doors on the bottom had drawers on top, doors on bottom, and they used to turn around and I'd shut them, and then they would open back up in 45 minutes, and I would go back out and shut them again. And I always used to see people or look like people were looking in the windows of the house in Guide Rock. And it was a real horrible story. I mean, I'd be sitting in my chair, I'd be sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden I'd get this earthquake, and it rattled the whole house. And the loud boom would go off. I mean, it was so loud, it sounded like something was blowing up. And then my chair would shake so bad that I'd feel myself rattling out of it. And the one in Burrow used to always be that, it always felt like there was presence in that house. And one time, my sister's husband got locked in the bathroom. It wouldn't let him. The little girl wouldn't let him out. And he had to say, please let me out. And finally, she'd let him out. I have two stories that are great.
3: All right. Thank you. This is
2: uh, James. So,
0: James, it'd be nice if you told those stories. Go <laughs> well,
1: back and tell us the rest of the stories.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: one interesting thing that because he kept talking about boom and earthquake.
0: Yeah,
1: here in where I live in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, um, there was an earthquake in town like this week, and on Facebook, all of these people were like, "There was this huge explosion," and everybody thought there was an actual explosion, and it wasn't. It was the earthquake. Really. Which made me think years ago when I thought someone ran into my house. Yeah. I wonder if that was an earthquake. And so like that, what he just described is what people are describing that happened here yesterday or the day before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that could definitely like the big boom explosion, things rattling. That could definitely be an earthquake. And we have him here all the time. But I'm really intrigued by that story because he's in Kansas where I am. Yep. And then Kansas-Nebraska line. And when that haunted house I lived in when I was a kid was in Nebraska. But like 30 miles north of the Kansas line.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'm really curious where that happened. I wonder. I never know.
0: Same house?
1: I doubt it. <laughs>
0: It's an unsolved mystery, but yes, please do call in those stories. We do not call out to you to capture them, so it's up to you when you call in uh, to share it. It gives you about twelve minutes to go ahead, and if you want to share each story in a separate call, um, go for it. We'd we'd love to hear it. though. 853 eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number. Hi,
3: hey Tony and Jenny and Harper. Um, this is Natalie from Michigan. I've listened to you guys uh, for over a year now, and I'm an EPP member for about a year also. Um, I just had something weird happen to me last night, and I've been wanting to share my stories with you guys. It's been, I have a lot, but this is one of them that just stuck with me. It happened literally two days ago. Me and my husband were watching the show Evil. It's it's something on CBS. It deals with, like proving, like, debunking demon possessions and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. You can look into that. But watching that yesterday, there was a part that showed up with a lady that was possessed and just started screaming in Latin, and, and I don't like when that, that happens. So I immediately turned it off and just stopped watching that. So my day was normal. We went to bed, but at exactly 3 in the morning, my husband said, The dogs woke us up um, and he let the dogs outside. So my husband was not in the room. I went back to sleep, but I went to a state of sleep paralysis. I know what this is. This has happened to me multiple times before and I knew exactly what was going on, but I couldn't break free of my sleep paralysis. And a shadow man, um, AKA the hat man, I've never seen that one before. The hat man, slowly, it was very theatrical, the way he showed himself. He was in the corner by the bedroom door, where my bed is right next to, and it was like a shimmering light on him, and I could see the top hat, but he was super, super slender, kind of like the Crooked Man, if you've seen The Conjuring 2, Uh, other listeners probably know what I'm talking about. He was slender like the, uh, the Crooked Man off The Conjuring 2. And he slowly, like, had a very small illuminating light on the top of his hat. Surround, like, very, very faint. But he slowly, like, floated on my wall all the way around the corner to in front of the TV in... But super slow motion, like, floated. I saw him move. I could hear all the stuff that he was going through or touching. And he knocked out the Amazon prime stick out of my TV because the TV was going on still. And it just stopped. And then I hear it fall on the ground and then I popped out of my sleep paralysis and my husband was in my bed and my dogs were in my bed and my TV was turned off. I know what was going on. It was just, it's really shocking because I haven't had anything happen like that to me in years. But if you guys want any more stories, thanks. Bye.
0: Uh, Yeah. So that's interesting that was actually able to physically alter the environment by knocking that stick out of the HDMI slot on a TV.
1: Yeah, because you can almost say, yeah, well, maybe you were just dreaming. But that wouldn't happen in a dream.
0: No, when the environment is physically... Altered in some way, shape, or form when you're in that state. That really is that's the evidence. That's a that's a piece that adds to the puzzle that goes and lets you say, I know this was more than sleep paralysis.
1: Yeah, but I never want to watch that show.
0: The Conjuring Two?
1: Whatever the evil one she was talking about on CBS.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Uh I, I forgot what that one is, but because she had yeah, mentioned the Conjuring 2. That yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it is. Uh, We started watching it uh, a bit, and it was uh, it was freaky. Uh, uh, I think Jen was the one who said enough.
1: (laughs) Well, and I used to watch stuff like that all the time. Yeah, but I can't because then I would just dream about it all night, and I was having really horrific dreams. Yeah, which when she first started that story, I was like, yeah, that shit happens to me all the time. But then I'm like, but it doesn't knock things out, like. The prime stick out of my TV. No, that That takes some force.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, did it? Was it able to manipulate something because that there it was electronic? Because there was a, a, you know, a static or something that just kind of shot through it, and that's what ejected it, or was it the physical? Was there some sort of physical energy or force or that moved it, and then it just it was able to slide it out that way? You know, had it been not an electronic object there, would anything have been uh, manipulated uh, or did that know. have something to do with it? I don't, I don't know. know.
1: Maybe he was just like, ah, shit. Whoops. Yeah. Didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <sighs> there's so many questions. Yeah,
1: that's pretty hard to explain that. I mean, that's the stuff that you can't explain because there's not a rational explanation for it.
0: I've I have only had that one experience, and I did. And I did still sleep in that room for at least another year or so. Uh, but I don't. I mean, if I don't think I could keep doing it, like if I kept having experiences night after night after night, it, yeah. I would. I would have yeah. to call it quits in those rooms. And I mean, then we hear about that. We hear about that a lot, where it's like we've had so much in this room. Now we all just sleep in the living room on the couch. I mean. It's like, oh my God, that really, you know, what, but what else would you do? I mean, you need, I mean, it's, it starts to break away at your own sanity aside from the paranormal, if you get sleep deprivation going on, but no, uh. yeah, I don't want that. Thanks for uh, sharing that story with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person. EPP, as we call them, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Help keep us on the air. We greatly appreciate it. Until next time, for Carol and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruski. Thanks for listening.